This podcast is brought to you by absolutely no one. The Bold and the Beautiful podcast with Dave Vella. Who the hell is Dave Vella? G'day, I'm Dave Vella. Welcome to the podcast. Imagine, if you can, waking up every day and living your life with the very real possibility of being raped, shot, mugged, or even abducted, where every time you stepped outside of your home, you had to be on your guard looking over your shoulder. My guest today grew up in the northeast of Brazil, a beautiful country, beautiful people, in an upper middle class family. But the city she called home was plagued with such violence. She has seen broken bottles and knives held to her mother's throat several times, been carjacked at gunpoint, and lived with the constant threat of being raped. She moved to Australia three years ago. Her partner, Sasha, is one of my jiu-jitsu training buddies, and we all share a house together. She is definitely a loud and vibrant Latina. I often hassle her for having no volume control on her voice, especially when I'm standing right next to her. I love dishing out a bit of sarcastic Aussie humour at her expense, and rest assured, she gives it right back, just a little bit more loudly. She loves cooking and dishing out a vegan food and telling me how amazing it is. I think her and Sasha are secretly trying to convert me, but I love a good steak. I will not be dragged into the dark side. Yoga is also a big part of her life, and she believes that her practice, along with her spiritual faith, is what has gotten her through the challenging memories of her past trauma and keeps her in the present moment to enjoy her life and appreciate every day. Please welcome my friend, my housemate, the beautiful Dia Vandelay Vale. You were raised in a town called Hesifi. Yes, yes. Good. Hey, how good is my Portuguese? And that place is just like known as the Carnival place of South America. That's I like. I think it would be from the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's huge. Apparently, it's got like the largest Carnival in the world. Yes, it has. It's about uh, two million people. Wow. Yes, and the. Uh, and you've, I think, you've been to it, obviously. Yeah, I grew up going there. I think everybody from my family, but my mom, she doesn't like because she's religious. And uh, yes. There's but, too much nudity there for her? Oh, no, it's not about that. It's, well, in the carnival, you have a lot of alcohol, yep. drugs, everything. Yes. And uh, it's really common. So it's not part of uh, her lifestyle, her beliefs. Mm. It's totally fine. But I think the most amazing thing about this carnival from my town is completely democratic. So you have millionaires and really poor people sharing the same space mm. and enjoy the music from our town. It's not mm. that we are playing music international or everything. Because it is a different music from yeah, your town. Yeah, we yeah. have a Frevo, Maracatu, Siranda, Mug Beats. Mug Beats would be like a, a rock from that, completely different, yeah. a mix of style. It's really unique. Yeah. So I think this is fantastic because we have a really cultural place from Brazil. The gastronomy, the music, cinema, it's completely amazing. A lot of museums, art galleries, it's really good place, mm. yeah, really rich culture. So, so tell me about the carnival, how does it go for like a week or a few days? What's Yeah, it's, uh, I always have been changed a little bit. Traditionally it's four days, mm. but 
we say in Brazil that life starts after carnival. Uh, it is more or less That's in when February. the real party happens. Uh, yes, we stay in pre-carnival yeah. until the carnival happens. So we have pre-parties all the time. What parties? Pre-carnival. Pre? Yes. Okay. It's after. <laughs> after, yes. no. Uh, before happens the real carnival. Everyone gets all their religious stuff out of the we way first. We are doing everything. It's so crazy. Yeah, it's really fun. So we dress up. Uh, from everything, go to the street, uh, do a drink, and listen, and dancing all day. And uh, it's lots of people. If you put a video on YouTube, you see it's I did, massive. I watched the video, yeah, it was crazy. It's massive, mm. super fun. And uh, yeah, I grew up in this, all my cousins, I come from a family really big. Mm. So my best friends are my cousins and my siblings. And uh, we are like uh, 24. Cousins, wow! Uh, only for my mom's side, right? And uh, good Catholic girls. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are not Catholic. Catholic, not no. Catholic. No, no. Yeah, it's Adventist. My okay. mom and my yeah. grandmother as well. But yeah, it's another story. She, at the age of twenty-seven, has already nine kids. Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I'm thirty-three with none. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if. Because you are 33 and you've got no kids, yes. how does your family look at you? Do they sort of go, hey, what are you doing? Why? No, no, not at all. Oh, I'm so blessed I have an amazing family. Mm. Like, uh, yeah, I was, I was a little bit different uh, in comparison with my siblings. Uh, I party a lot. I go out a lot. My sister is with her partner and her husband since 15 years old. Okay. So she's 35 now, 20 how, years together. How many kids has she got? Uh, two. Okay. She had the three, and uh, uh, my first nephew, he passed away after one month. Was We shared this uh, loss together. I'm a yoga teacher, as you know, so mm. it was when I introduced yoga to her to overcome this loss. Mm. So until today, she's really thankful to yoga, and I decided to become a yoga teacher because I could see how I could help her and myself to overcome this loss, right? Mm. So it was a really amazing experience. I was living at the moment in Argentina, and I lived there seven years. And then when this happened, I took, I was cooking, I remember exactly, and just stopped everything I was doing. I called my friend, said, look, I need to go to Brazil right now, come to my house. I had a cat, I give my keys, money, and say, I'm going, I don't know when I come back. Just take care for everything, please. And I traveled to stay with them there. And what's that? I, at the moment, she was living in Manaus, really in the top, uh, close to the Amazon on top mm. of Brazil. So we have no family in there. So I traveled to stay with them, uh, with my sister, her husband. And uh, I was practicing everyday yoga with her because it's such a, a difficult moment. You don't know what to do. You only have to be there, give you support. Mm. And uh, I practice yoga. Yoga supported me when I was in Argentina with depression and many things, been by myself for many years. What depression did you have in Argentina? Oh, I think I'm struggling to do everything by myself. Mm. I was doing university, it was really hard. I studied there and I have to work, study, and cook, and do everything. And I, I was raised different. I always have employees at home. So from nowhere... You, you came from a fairly well-off family, didn't yeah, you, in, we, in Brazil? Yeah, we, we upper, are Like well. sort of upper, upper yeah. middle class. Yes, of, yeah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So 
when I moved to Argentina, it was the first time I started walking on the street. Mm. Because in my town, I see it is so dangerous. I was not used to walk on the street. You have to take care. If you walk a little bit, you see a guy. This in is the, your town, Recife. Recife, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Recife had a really big change during the time I was growing up. Become really dangerous in certain moments. And, um, so dangerous in, in what way? Just... I, in a way that uh, I saw when I was a kid, like uh, Minnie's age, yeah. I saw many so times. About, about nine? Yeah, yeah seven or, yeah. or even less, seven, yeah. nine plus. Yeah. I saw many times my mom with a uh, broken glass in her neck, people trying to steal. We are inside of the car, right? Yeah. So at the moment, our car didn't have electrical windows. So we have to let a little bit down because it's a hell there, like yeah. hell so, yeah. It's really hot. hot yeah. So many times a kid, another kid would put a glass in, in her neck just, to just steal a, a, a bag or a phone. Yes. Just, so while you're at the and waiting for, uh, yeah, stop the car, you're yeah. waiting for leaving. Yes. So it's like, oh my God, they are there and put the glasses. She has to just hand give over the, her, bag the bag and the phone yeah. or something. It's crazy because my mom is super calm everything but every time this situation happens she becomes a little bit crazy of course her reaction is really <laughs> yeah. crazy reaction and yeah. that you don't expect once or was many times hey it's not the one so you saw this a lot yeah i saw this a lot mm. uh she had gun in her head as well the car was stored as well i had in my in my head as well when uh when i was in university in there but Many times she reacted crazy, right? So I remember once uh, the guy put a knife in her neck and her reaction was, ah, oh, police officer, come here, like raise the hand as if she was talking for a police officer. So the guy looked back and she oh, and took off. <laughs> and she took off. It was oh. crazy. <laughs> That's smart. That's great. And she had many times crazy reactions like that. And I was oh my God, you're crazy. I don't, I don't know if I call that crazy. <laughs> I reckon that I call that having a a really sharp presence about yeah, yourself. Yeah, I don't know how she reacts like this so many, yeah. so many times. So, well, I suppose having it done so many times to you, it's sort of, it, it, I wonder if it becomes less scary for her. No, uh, maybe for her, people are so individual, right? Everybody has their own word and experience. So I don't know how my siblings, they feel. Or my cousins, they're all there, living there. Of course, my, my sister has two kids. She's wealthy as well. She has her own money, her house. She just finished building her house. It's amazing. Living in a beautiful place in Brazil, in front of the beach. But it's always thinking, wondering the day that they can leave Brazil, maybe, and uh, move to Portugal for retirement. Is but, Portugal less... Yes, Portugal is amazing. I'm looking forward to go there one day. Okay. It's a beautiful, amazing place to stay. But whenever, like, okay, as an Australian, and mm -hmm. we think of going, I've, I've never been to South America. Yeah. And I've always, you always hear about Brazil and, and obviously me doing mm -hmm. Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. And there's a lot of Brazilians that come into uh, Byron Bay yeah, area. Yeah, A lot, they all love it over here. Yeah. And they're all beautiful. All the all the girls are beautiful. Yeah. All the men are beautiful. It's like, wow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, but they are. They're all beautiful. And you just go, man. I've got to get over to Brazil and, yeah. and see what this is all about. But um, it's an amazing place, man. Yeah, it's, yeah it just sounds amazing. 
I love my country deeply. I love my town. I love people from there. We are so amazing. I have amazing childhood growing up. Mm. However, I think people, I don't know, you can, for me, it's so important to be able to walk on the street and don't be afraid to be raped or somebody would put a gun in my head. Were you ever you, raped? Uh, no, I was, uh, I have a child abuse yeah. when I was a child, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I was not raped. But I did met the girls from my school, the school next mine that I met then, and they were uh, killed. Yeah, yeah. They never find the person who killed People you knew were killed and never found again. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also a friend of mine that he was living, uh, always was my, I was really afraid of that when I was living in Argentina, come back to visit, because mm. I had a friend of mine uh, that he lived three years in the United States and he come back to my town. He was with his family playing tennis on the beach. We have a square on the beach you can play tennis. He was playing and that kid stole his phone and he, his reaction was run uh, towards the kid. The kid has a small gun, he was in a bike, he just boom. And so in he, the he, middle, chased, he chased the kid that, yeah. was, that stole his... Yeah. yeah. And then he just... Uh, the kid shot him. Yeah, in the hand and he dies in the middle of his head. Oh, yeah. It's like... A, and I was, to his, I was in his funeral with all the people who studied with me and it was like... A, and is, was, this, is this a common thing? Like, is there, is, there, is there always the threat? Like, okay, you said you, you, you were never raped, but is there always the threat of being raped? Do you feel like yeah, it's... it's... Yes, yes, for sure. I, w I never would be able to going out at night uh, by myself uh, on the street or something. Mm. And my father, he was so afraid about, uh, about us, especially me, because my sister, sure. she didn't go out much, and I did, and there was you not that the, condition. You were the black sheep. Yeah, and I was like, uh, man, or I go, you know where I am, and I will be honest, or I'll go anyway, and you think I'm sleeping. Mm. It's like, I don't want to not be able to live my life, you know, mm. in some way. But he never let me use his car, ever, at night. He was, do you want to go? Your friends, you pick you here, you're not driving at night. And uh, uh, the only time that I used it at night was going to university. And when I was coming back from there, I had uh, a guys in front of me that they were driving a car, they stopped the car. At so, the traffic lights? Yeah, yeah yes. Yeah. No, we never stop in traffic lights. Okay. It's, it's, um, it's like uh, you can't, the, the traffic lights at night become yellow and they're like and blinking. You can go, yeah, you can okay. go anytime yeah. because it's not safe to stay there. Yeah. But was passing a bus, horizontal, like uh, we have to stop in the car in front of me, stop as well. And then I was talking with a friend in the car and then they opened the door. Straight away, stop talking like, oh, this, nobody would open a door in here. It's a dangerous place. So the Why? people in front of you open yes, the doors in the, the car. car. Yeah. And, uh, straight away, we stopped talking. And I was like, oh, what is, it? what is happening, right? And everything's passed so fast, but I can't remember exactly right now. Two guys, they put the, the guns out and pointed toward us. I was driving. Mm. It was my car. And I was like, oh, first second, I put uh, the hand in the, 
um, on the gear stick. Yes, yeah. and they thought, okay, I'm going to the reverse, mm. and they was, oh, that's stupid thing to do. They still in front of me can just uh, shot me. I yeah. don't know, and they stop, and then I look back. I saw the car that was watch everything, and I could identify that they were not related to to what was happened. Yeah. And then my first thought was, I'm not going to be abducted or end raped. Because mm. that is many cases. They will uh, stop a car, we take with people inside, we rape a girl in front of his boyfriend and kill both. There is many things that could happen like that. Yes. And I remember I read something similar one week before. And this got in my memory, was about uh, uh, a family that was have the car stole and when the robbers was leaving they just decide to turn and shot them just, just to because. evil just because mm. and i got this in my mind right mm. so my reaction there was okay i'm not staying here you take the car take everything i don't care material stuff so i just took my seat belt off get out from the car raise my hands so people would know that's not my friend we are not meeting on the street it's like something is happening and he came, he was really calm, thanks God. He was not in drugs, I could see. I believe they need to change a car, right? So they want to change cars to keeping uh, uh, rubbing okay, all yeah. overnight. Yeah. So I took, raised my hands and I was using a watch. And I remember he was, take your watch. And I was shaking, trying oh, to- he told you to take your yes, watch Yes, and I was yeah. thinking, a oh, fucking watch, why have this watch? Yeah. Like, <laughs> taking more time with this guy because of a watch. Yeah. I was uh, trying to take him, it was complicated, I was shaking. He was, no, uh, that's okay, just uh, take your time, take him. I was, yeah, yeah. I said he was quite polite and nice. He was, and I remember, oh, my mom has a great story about one of the robbers that she uh, shared with my father. And I remember something at the moment she said to the guys, crazy, and they said the same thing to this guy. Okay, what was that? I was like, okay, I hope you go with calm, with God, nothing needs to happen, it's all fine, you can take it, no problem at all. So try to keep him calm. Keep it peaceful, Yes. Yeah. And he was like, okay, no problem, thank you. And uh, I was starting walking back, and there was something in the street in Brazil in this place, it's like a um, big rock, um, like a trapezium, not, yeah, more or less, white to separate. Uh, oh, like a road barrier between the yeah, two lanes. Yeah, because or this part is really dangerous. Yeah, there okay. is so many accidents. Yep. So they separate, but it's big, like uh, one meter large and uh, the high, I would say, uh, 60 centimeters, mm. something like that, or yeah. maybe less. So I was walking back and I put myself under this on the floor and covered myself because I was afraid that he could decide just turn back and uh, shot yeah. as what happened before, right? Mm. So while I was there on the floor, a car of the police passed yeah. and stopped. So I was in between. Not why the guy with the gun was still there. The, the guy was in the car already. Ah. I had a friend, my yeah. friend uh, saw me, she was still in the car. I believe it, she just arrived from the United States. She had a new camera and stuff. I think she was selecting what to give or not. I'm not sure. I have to ask her. She's really famous today. Yeah. Uh, in Brazil, she has more than 2 million uh, followers and whatever. Um, so, and I was like, I don't care. I just 
don't want to, I want to be safe, right? Mm. So I was there, the car stopped, and it was in between, and I was, oh my God, they were going to start shooting in between, and I would be here, and they would die in between that. Oh, because the police were on one yes, side. And exactly like this, I was in the middle. And you're in the middle. Oh, and I was, no, no way. Yeah. So I remember the guy behind me in the car, right? I was, man, I'm going to his car. <laughs> I started running like this, um, um, like started running, checking the car, I saw books, I felt like, okay, he's a student, opened the car, he let me in. And I was shaking, I was, oh my God, you're fine. I saw everything. My friend saw me run, so she ran to the car as well. And I was, yes, yes, oh my God, it's all fine. I need to call my parents and say that it's all fine. And then the policeman come and he asked what happens. Uh, the guy explained because I was shaking and asked the number of the car. I explained, my car is there, I still was seeing the car. Yeah. Is, this so is they, my had, car. they hadn't taken off yet? No. So this is my car, was everything so fast. And then that's okay. I was talking with my parents, asking the number of the, the car. Then the police officer come back and he was, oh, but uh, this is your car stopping there. I said, man, what are you talking about? This is the car of the robbers. They let this car, my car was there in front of you all the time. And he was, oh, if I knew I was going to shoot, then maybe it was good that he didn't realize. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, it would be worse. Right? Yeah. Many people's around and everything. So, so it was he, fine. he wasn't the smartest of policemen. Yeah, no. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think he wasn't. But that's good thing. Yeah. Could be worse. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. I I rather he takes the car. It's a material stuff. That's okay. Then. We have shotguns, someone, I had friends that was passing there. They saw us on the street. They stopped and give me a ride. Mm. So I could not be in there. I went to their house. Then my parents picked me up. And I remember we went to a police station and uh, we, we were talking about, and they were like, ah, oh, you have to go another place this, in the middle of the night to make, a, we call bio, I don't know how it would be in English. A report. Okay. Yeah. And there was, I'm not going to this place, it's much too dangerous. He was, no, it's not a danger. Do you know why I'm here? I just have a guy in my head and they want me to go to a place even dangerous. And they say that's not dangerous. All right, I'm not going. So we did online and that's it. But the next day I drove back to my university just to don't let uh, the trauma arise mm. and uh, be not able to live in society. And, I would be and was that the out. first time you had a, is that the only time you've had a gun put to your head? Yes, I have uh, uh, before a few things or after, I can remember, fake it up and they put uh, the hand in between. Oh, pretending. Yeah, pretending. We don't know if it's pretending or not. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and how is that, did that ever cause nightmares or, or, you know, obviously there's going to be some sort of trauma there from yeah, an event like that. Yeah, for me, yeah, people are different, but for me, I never could leave my house without praying. Like Without praying? Yeah, like yep. a talk with God straight, like, please God protect me. Uh, to come back home safe, don't be raped or nothing happened. Every time, I never could leave one time. You'd actually pray not every to be raped? Time. Yes, every time. I was like, so I started doing jiu-jitsu at age 18. Because this school next my that was um, yeah one two sisters and one cousin right mm. a guy in the middle of the street during the day they raped the, uh, all of them 
and then he was raping one, he come back to the sister, and then he liked the first one, come back to her. I think it the moment that he was coming or something, he got distracted and one of the girls took the gun and shot him, killed him. And who was this? He was in my town, the, the, the school boyfriend. next mine. Wow. Yeah, she could kill one of the girls that was raped. Wow. And the, yeah, it was my age. Uh, so I was really scared so you, about you, that. You've, you've, you've basically grown up seeing a lot of violence. Yeah, it's a lot of violence. Like with your mum. You, yes. you saw a lot of violence with your mum, a lot of violence with your friends. Yes. Violence to yourself and then obviously the fear of violence just Yeah, I had a lot of fear. I could there. not... Uh, yeah, people live as normal there, you know, like... Uh, just accept There is a difference between normal and common. It's not normal. You no. have your life in danger. But it's common. But there, yeah, it was common. Yeah. So they are used to, right? Yeah. So they live in normal, but I never could. I was having, especially my father was all the time, really. Every time I, I left my house, he sleep on the couch. He's waiting for me to arrive back mm -hmm. every time. He would look in the windows and uh, yeah. So you have security in, the, in your buildings. Um, you have to get used to every time, look before you go, never stop on the street. You have to just uh, run, go back, be smart. Otherwise, uh, yeah, you are uh, dangerous or, or something. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was really scary. I really feel unsafe and not, uh, it's like you are in f uh, flight or fight mode. Yeah, you're constantly the, in that. Yeah, sympathetic nervous mode, system, yeah. stimulate. I had uh, uh, insomnia for many years. I could not have deep sleep, but you live normal. I had amazing childhood in another hand, massive family. I grew, I play on the streets. Uh, when you are growing up before cell phones, before you have money as a kid. Mm. So, and uh, I grew up going to a town next to mine that is Natal. So what's it called? Natal. Natal. It's like the me is Christmas. Yeah, in yeah. Portuguese. Yeah. So the name is Natal. And how far away was this town? Four hours. Yeah. And uh, I have uh, my... And today will be three hours because the roads are better. And you drive faster like a maniac. <laughs> <laughs> no. But I grew up going there. It was my, my dream to live in there. Because mm. we are so close. It was mm. so different reality. In Recife, we have so many buildings. So many buildings. I never lived in a house. I was dreaming about dream, uh, living in a house. And Natal was safe. So when I was growing up, we went there, it was my bubble, to be happy and play without thinking about my security. And I remember I was in the car with my cousin, that is like a, a sister for me, Daniela, and uh, she was like, let it go, you can be with the windows low. We are not in Recife, I was, oh my God, freaking out. And she relaxed. Even shark attacks, we don't have in there. And Recife has one of the records of shark attacks mm. in my town. Yeah, I was, I was reading about Recife. In front of my house. Yeah. We have many beaches amazing without that, but in front of my house, uh, it is. Well, it's been classified as one of the most dangerous places in the world to swim. I think I, yeah. I, I looked up in a 20-year period, they had 58 shark attacks. And these aren't just normal little shark attacks. These no, are no, ones no, where brutal. half, half yes. the body yes. has been eaten away. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah, and the... We have a sign everywhere that you can't go. We go inside, mm. but before the rocks, right? The, uh, after that, um, if you go, for me, 100% sure, you are gone. 
Mm. And there will, I remember not many years ago, one girl come back and she passed the safety place. And everyone was come back, come back. She didn't, the lifeguard was there, but she didn't have time. She could take a shot. Yes, there is a video uh, showing everything. I saw, grab her, shake one side and nod. And, and you she, saw that as well? I saw, but in video, not okay, in life, not real, real life. life yeah. But oh, this was in front of, yeah, the beach that I live. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, so definitely you can go there. If you cross, you will be mm. at the real danger of dying. Yeah. So it was different in Natal. You don't have shark, shark attacks in there. So I grew up going in the, uh, you swim until the end inside of the oceans. And we have jet ski, my, my, my cousins and families had and boats, everything. So we swim and stay two months in there. My mom was, come back home. Like, no. No way. <laughs> <laughs> she always had to travel there to pick me back. So, so <laughs> Natal didn't have the same violence no, that Hesifi had. Then, yes. I always dreamed to live there. It was paradise in all houses. Beautiful, mm. beautiful, love it. But it's not cultural and not the night is not as big as Recife. Recife is amazing. Mm. So my cousin always traveled to Recife to go to the night and enjoy parties and music, everything. It was perfect. The guys were, they are beautiful in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> the girls are most beautiful in Natal than in Recife. So I the believe. girls are beautiful in Natal, but yes. the the boys were better looking in yes, Recife. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the much quantity. We have many women in Natal for yeah. one guy. Like oh, you wow. can choose. The ugly guys. Yeah. The, I heard that many. about Brazil in general has yeah. a lot more women. Yes, yes. So you can... Crazy. Yeah. Maybe that's why it's not this, so... Man, I don't like to talk about men in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that my guy so is not a Brazilian. Is that that's why okay. Is that why you it's left Brazil? Uh, I left in Brazil studying fashion design in Recife mm. and then I decided that I want to expand my knowledge and my experience, like learning a different language, uh, go to another country. How long have you known English for? I learned English in here, so yeah. three years. Three years you've been yeah. speaking English. But yeah. Yeah, I learned mostly on the streets. So mm. ideally, is, I hope this year we'll stop a little bit to mm. study grammar and the, yeah, improve a little bit in my yeah. English. I wanted to be as good as is my Spanish, for example. Mm. That I never studied Spanish either. I learned her there. I have to learn it really fast. When I decided to move, I think it was to yes, it was in two thousand and nine. I moved to Argentina, and I remember. Once I arrived, I was walking the street, the feeling of security in, the, in a big town. It's like if I was living in Sao Paulo, but in Buenos Aires, massive, and it was people educated and uh, respectful and uh, feel safe. So I started to enjoy this freedom for the first time of my life. Wow. I never had a car. I never wanted to have in there. In Recife, I have to use my family's car, my sister, my father, mom, everything to be able to move, right? And uh, in contrast, in Buenos Aires, I was in my bike going, I, I work a lot in nightclubs as well, as, as uh, re relation, public relation. Public relations, yeah, yeah. PR. Yeah. So I work at night, I was blogger, design, everything. And I was all overnight uh, and with my bike, uh, a bus, and feel really safe. So how did, it, how did it feel to have this newfound sense of 
freedom that you'd never experienced before. It was before. a dream. It was a dream. Why all my friends? Because I was in a, the best school of my town. I had many rich people in there. I had friends that have to go there, colleagues, not friends, with uh, security guards because they are billionaires. Just to go to school? Yeah, because they could uh, be at dangers to mm. be a predator or something. So would that happen very much where people got, like rich kids got abducted? Yeah, at the moment there was a period that this could happen a yeah. lot. Yeah, so... Yeah, when I was in Buenos Aires, I was like... Yeah, many people in my town was, oh, I want to have the Chanel bag, oh, la la la. I never want this kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, once I was there for the first time in my life, overseas by my own, right? I was like, man, this is blows my mind. Mm. This, I was so happy to have this freedom, to be able to be a woman, walk on the street without thinking that I'm going to be raped or something. Mm. I lived there seven years and never saw one small robber or something like this. Really? Never, ever, ever. I okay. know that happens, mm. but always about comparison, right? Yes. Every, I've, every time my friends there was, oh, he's super dangerous, and I was laughing. And then, yeah. <laughs> okay, I understand yeah, you. It's dangerous for you in yeah. comparison to what was before, but compared for me, it's a paradise. Yeah, like, I feel yeah. so safe in here. Mm. And there was, yeah. So, my family was all the time, when are you going back? I was going to go there only for one or two years. And I was like, ah, maybe next year. And you stayed seven years. Yes, and I was yeah. ah, maybe next year. And inside I was, never, I'm going back, yeah. ever. I <laughs> was no, yeah. So do you, like, because your family, you've got, you, so your mum and dad. Yeah. And how many brothers and sisters? One brother and one sister. Sisters older or younger? Two years older than me. We yeah. do uh, our birthday in the same day, 20 December. Okay. Yeah. So do you have fear for them still living where they are? Like, do you still fear for your sister? Do you fear for your mum? So... Um, or is it sort of just accepted? I'm religious as well, yeah. so I have a great connection with God. But of course, this is a human world. I mean, we cannot avoid these things that are made for us happens, right? Mm. That's the freedom that we have. We, we can do good and bad as a knife. You can use a knife to kill someone or to cut a cake. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I have fear for them. But for now, I just rather take them in my conversation with God and ask her for safety and they'd be happy. Did you say ask her for safety? Not ask for him, oh, for their asked, safety. I, 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 <laughs> I, was just try, I was just trying to bait you and tell me whether God was a girl or a boy. <laughs> I won't make yeah, you discuss okay. that one. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so, or maybe I told this, I don't know. Um, so yeah, I try to just tell, otherwise I cannot be happy yeah. if I'm thinking about this yeah, every yeah, time. That's, that's, I can, nice. will not change anything, mm. right? If I'm getting this stress. And um, something that I learned a lot from yoga is to live in the present moment. Mm. And also to see so many people around dying and losing my best friend at uh, seven years old in a car accident. This showed me that we are not safe, everything can change anytime. So you really have to be present and appreciate the small things. So I appreciate a lot when I wake up, like, oh, look at this beautiful, my partner, uh, this beautiful house that we live, you, everything that I have, I spend like this joy growing inside of me. Mm. I'm so happy. 
I feel that there's nothing missing in my life. Mm. Of course, you want to keep it growing and expand it, be able to contribute to society uh, through yoga or with disability social work, support work as well, and do stuff, right? Mm. But yeah, today I don't, f I don't think in one time about my own safety. I go, I just took this backpack from my, yeah, from my shoulders. I don't think at all. And, and what made you decide, like after spending your seven years in yeah. Argentina, mm -hmm. did you go back home for a while? Or? Yes, it was interesting. And I was having this in my mind that uh, I didn't want to come back, right? Because I didn't want to feel that anymore because I was free. I don't want to get in the jail mm. <laughs> in my mind again. Yeah, the thought of it must yes. have been quite... Yeah, scary. so I was, yeah, when I was there, I had to, every time my family was scared of my safety because they were, remember, you're not in Argentina. Remember, you cannot uh, be oh. like la la la. Yeah. La la la, walk into the world. <laughs> like. So you had to adapt back to yes, what Yes, I have to try to mm. walk in my mind to be more careful again. Mm. But I can feel, I stay now in vacations and uh, when I live there, improve a lot. I have mm. a huge improvement. In another hand, Natal, that was really safe, uh, now it's not anymore. Really? It's, yes, okay. it's one of the dangerous towns in Brazil. Yeah, it's really sad yeah. because I was dreamed to go there and then live there. When I come back to Brazil, well, I was living in Argentina. I had a conversation with my sister one day. And uh, one day, I, actually before that, I met one girl that just come back from Australia and she was a friend of a friend. She still lives in here. She was like, oh, I love Australia, it's amazing, they dream. You can work, be well paid, no matter what you do. You can be a housekeeper, you have money enough to pay your house, your bills, live a good life, everything. And I was, oh, my brother have been here as well. I have a cousin that I have done before, like coming for one year to study something English when he was a teenager. So this gets in my mind, right? And the same day, I have a conversation with my sister. And the first time she told me, man, you're there seven years. Come on, if I was single as you are, I have a boyfriend, but not married. I was going to travel the world. Come on, why are you there? Seven years is enough. And it's like, if you, you're not so grounded, enjoy the world, go there. And it was, you know, you're right. I'm going to move to Australia. And she has to go. It was like that. Yeah. And I have my boyfriend that told him, look, I decided to go. I'm leaving. And he was, what? What are you talking about? You go to Brazil? No, no, Australia. What? <laughs> you never talk about Australia. And I had my brand in Argentina. I have just launched my brand. What, was, was, what was your brand in Argentina? Vanderlei uh, Lab. Are what? you doing yoga in... No, it was, uh, I was fashion design. Yes. This was before I became yoga teacher. Yes. I was just practicing yoga. So I have a fashion brand, I did sunglasses, clothes, jewelry. And uh, yeah, I, I was in a, there is a note in a magazine. I was in between the sevens of the years that they believe would be the biggest designers. Uh, so you decided just to leave all that behind? Yeah, it was, um, yeah, why not? It's like, why we have to be attached to something, right? Mm. It's not because I study fashion since my 18s, mm. like many years, that uh, I will be in a prison of my own choice. Mm. We are people, we are made for changing. We cannot avoid change. We are changing ourselves. We are changing our mind. Every time we learn something, we change. Mm. So if you open space for learn, you keep it growing. 
So I was, man, I'm going because I was dreaming about learning English. And I didn't want to study English, like, oh, you have to study so many hours per day, another thing. And I was, during university, I was studying in, the, um, in Brazil. I was already, before I leave Argentina. You work in the morning, all day, and then you finish, you go straight to university, six until 10. And then you come back home, and then everything started again, right? So I was, no, I don't want to just start studying English. I have to study many years to you really be able to speak, understand. So it's just better go in your immersion. Now that I'm free, I don't have a husband, I don't have a kid, I can do whatever I want. And that's it. And uh, I went to Brazil to wait, I applied for my visa. So I told my boyfriend, bye-bye. I'm going, <laughs> you're welcome to come if you want to. Yeah. Have money, he, have, have, uh, he had left his job. So he had a few money and it was like, just come with me, man. You never live outside. It would be so good for you. Yeah. And don't worry, if we are there, we broke up, it's totally fine. Mm. I don't mind. Maybe this was a problem because he would mind. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, like I was totally, it's totally fine. Yeah. We are not attached. Yeah. If it happens, we are, we share this together, it would be amazing. If not, you want to leave me the other day, it's totally fine. But I think, as human, it would be an amazing experience for you to live in another country, different culture. So did he come? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he regrets yeah. it today. Yeah, maybe. We are good friends, hey, we yeah. talk all the time. Yeah. I wish him the best, yeah. Do you keep telling him how awesome it is over here? <laughs> yes, he can see. <laughs> so I went to Brazil to wait for my visa. And I traveled to Natal. I was one day at home, and uh, we have a group in WhatsApp for my family. So one aunt of mine wrote that, I'm going to Natal to visit my mom, right? So my grandmother was in there with my aunt was take care of her. She was with cancer, doing some treatments. And I was, oh, I want to see her. I'm, I'm ready. I'm going. Can you pick me up? So I just took one jacket, one short, one blouse, put it in a bucket, backpack. And then to went go and visit them. your grandma. Yes. Yeah. Um, when we were going there, the car broke. The car was a new car and broke and we were in the street. And we called someone, the insurance to pick up, la la la. So we are planning to come back in the same day or in the morning the next day. And we couldn't, right? So we stayed there, was my cousin, that's like a sister, Daniela. And she invited me to go to a meeting, working meeting with the, her. And I was, why not? Let's go. She had a dance club. I was there. They were talking. And you know me. I couldn't be quiet. No, you can't so, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so I started giving ideas. Oh, man. Because I work a lot in... Argentina is amazing. We have amazing nightlife. Creative cinema. So much creative people in there. I was surrounded with these people. My friends are pff, the best photographers, cineastas, mm. uh, like uh, directors. So I have this infusion in my head all the time, right? So I was just give you ideas. Man, you can do this to mark the place, the, your business. There is this happening in Argentina, this strategy. And they were like, what? Man, do you want to give a, be a consultant for us during one month while you're waiting for your visa? Why not? To be yeah. a what for you? Uh, make it, be a consultant 
Our no. consultant. Consultant, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just to see if you pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> you know how hard I find oh it sometimes God. to understand your words. Imagine the people that are yeah, listening to us right I'll now. I'll try and translate as we're going yeah, sometimes. You could pop it, put subtitles. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god okay so she invited me to stay yeah and i decided to say yes my mom was so pissed off she was you just arrived home from seven years being in argentina you moved town no you can't do that and i was i can't be without doing nothing and mm. i've I never have been without studying or working or doing something so i was like i cannot i don't want to be at home looking to the wall I need to do something, right? Be creative and do something. And I moved there. I was five clothes <laughs> in my backpack. Then I asked someone to send the clothes to me. It was amazing. It was so much energy. I put in the wall post-its about my ideas. This project, this project. We have to create this, this, this. And there was, yes, give me more. I feel we have one month. We have to do all. And then one month passed. They were driving me back to the town. I was in the car. And then my cousin, Rafael, he was a partnership owner as well for the dance club. And he was like, ah, oh, dear, we talk about it. We invite you to stay. So you become the marketing manager and blah, blah, blah. And I was, what are you talking about, man? I'm just coming back anytime my visa will arrive and I have a ticket to go to Australia, I have my school pay, I sold everything from Argentina, oh, I did open house, I sell everything to my friends, I was taking whatever, what left, I was selecting stay with, for myself, I sell everything, I sold everything. So while we are talking, I received an email exactly this moment. About life, the visa. Life is so funny, yes, yeah. it was the guy, your visa was approved, take your luggage and run to the airport. I was, fuck. Oh, so you went straight to the airport. Don't tell me you did that. Huh? You didn't go straight to the airport. No, there. no. I have two days. Yeah. They were just telling you, you are ready to go. Okay. I have two days to decide, right? Yeah. Not to decide, to pick myself and go. And get there, yeah. Yeah. And I was, and I showed him, look that, man, I have my ticket. And he was, look, uh, your sister is pregnant again. To have the baby and we passed for the loss before, as I told you in the beginning. So you have the chance to see your nephew being born, to be with her, sharing this time. And um, um, so we give you a house. They, they are really wealthy, so delivering a house is amazing. So we, we pay you, you give you a car, you give you a house. So this food. is what your dad was saying. We'll, we'll give yes, you this, we'll give yeah. you that, we'll give you that. Yeah. Do your payments, of course. Yes. So you can have all these and be one year with your family. We only have, want one year of your life in here mm. to support us. So he was, your dad was basically bribing you to stay. It was not my brother, it was my cousin. Oh, your yes, cousin was my bribing cousin, you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he came here before. Yeah. He loves Australia. He's crazy about Australia. So he was Australia. saying stay for the and year said, and we'll yes, do this. He yeah. will, you, Australia will still be there. Yep. You will love, you never want to come back. Mm. I love Australia. He always wants to come back here and everything. I hope he'll come to visit me. He surfed as well, everything. I love him. So I was thinking, I was, look, I will think about it. I have two days to think. I talk with my family, but I want to be responsible for my own decisions. So mm. I, was, I, will, I have to feel, I have a good intuition. And that was for my own voice to take the decision in my life. Uh, in my life. So 
I was just releasing myself and I was, okay, do I want to go to Australia? And I was, man, I don't want to go. I didn't, I was like, I don't care. I don't want to go. I feel that I want to be here. Mm. I was working in there. Then I decided to stay. And they say, no matter what happens, anything you can tell me or anyone in Brazil, there is no option that in one year, I'm not going to Australia. No matter what happens. So you set that for your yes. target. So and I'll stay him, one year no, and I'll go. Yes, okay. no matter what will happen. Yep. After this, I'm gone. So I stayed there. I moved to Natal. I started to live with them. But the reality was the same. To leave the house, we have to talk with the security, mm. look at the cameras, run to the car. Before arriving to... So this would have brought back all that fear from... Yeah, in from the same time, yes. We would check the camera. We saw in the camera a few times a guy passed with a gun doing something. And we were, oh my God. Just a few minutes ago, my, my cousin was crossing with a kid in, the, in their mm, arms. Crazy. And there's like, brings back a, uh, this. Mm. Her ex-boyfriend was shot and he, he was a musician mm. and he's in a wheelchair until today. Wow. Yeah, while he, he was in there. He left the dance club. He was in the bar eating something and there was a um, situation and he was shot. And there's like, uh, okay, this is, was a paradise. I was every day doing yoga in the morning. My lunch break, I was two hours lunch break because I went to the beach and do stand up paddle board every day. That was your lunch break? Yes, every day, wow. every single day. I went to the beach, do stand up paddle board by myself, swim, take an acai and come back. I arrive with my hair, with sand, everybody. Oh, I thought, man, you do whatever you want with your time. And uh, as the sun goes down really early, if I wait to get out from work, I would lose this time. So mm. I'd rather be late, get out from there 80 at night, instead early, but be able to take two hours in the beach every day, right? In uh, surfing, not surfing, doing stand-up paddleboard. So it was amazing. I, I had such a beautiful time. I traveled to an island from my state that I always want to meet. It's Fernando Noronha. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Like, I, there is no... Uh, it's really safe. There is no robber. There is any kind of situation like this. But it's an island. You have a limit of people that can be there. Super expensive. Was a realization of a dream as well, being there. Spend New Year's. So did you spend the whole year with your cousin? I lived there, but every week I travel yeah. uh, to my town yeah. to visit my grandmother because she, was, she changed. She, she started living with my mom at my home. And uh, every week I went there just to stay with my grandmother, visit her, my parents, and then I come back straight to work. And um, at the, but then at the end of that year, did you yes. did you keep your promise to yourself yes, and go to yes. Australia? They invite me. You can be the director of a man. Ah, I told you. I'm going. I love. I'm, I was really happy. I love my family deeply. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't feel real life. Mm. It's like. A, it's like I'm lucky. I feel that I'm lucky all the time. Nothing happened. I'm lucky, lucky to be yeah. alive. Like, it's my feeling. Yeah. Of course, everyone feels different, right? But because my background and my experience to have a, a different uh, situation, be able to be free. And uh, yeah, so I was, I, t I remember telling, I'm, I'm leaving. I know I don't have English, so probably... I will have to work in some job that I never need to work before, uh, do housekeeping, whatever. I'm totally fine. And people are shocked. Like uh, friends from before, 
they like uh, lawyers, everything like this, or fashion design. All my friends, like uh, many of them, oh, you're really, wow, you're so brave to do it. And uh, others was in shock. I believe many of them want to change life, but because our culture... They don't culture, have the kahunas. Yes, yes, yes. But because our culture there, yep. you, are, you live so much with appearance, right? Yeah. I have to show up that I'm rich. I have to pertinence to this society to look. Mm. So people care so many about so much about that. Mm. You can, my father, uh, he is, has... Is uh, your father and mother like that as well? No, the opposite. No. He came in from a really poor family, both. Yes. They are amazing. My inspiration is my family. My yes. grandmother is like, wow, the most important person that I met in my life. Mm. And my father and my mom as well. They come from nothing, nothing. Mm. Like you have uh, one sweater with a hole, one pants, and two shirts. Mm. And he started working at the age of four years old, my father. And he's an engineer. He was today, he's like, uh, he's wealth. Mm. He, everything he has, he earned for his own work. Yes. So what were they, what was your mum and dad's reaction to you wanting to go and move to Australia permanently? So when I decided to come to Australia, they, are, they were happy because Argentina started changing a little bit. In, um, the, because the politics is everything started being dangerous, the coins mm. not um, uh, change everything, yeah. so not so safe. So it wasn't to, the same place that you had yes, been in there yeah, for Yeah, I could years. see the, yeah. the difference every time. Yeah. What to do with 100 uh, pesos at the moment, I could spend uh, all weekend, pay uh, these, 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 and today I think it is um, coffee. Yeah, so inflation's so just gone inflation through the roof. Inflation is ridiculous. Yeah. When I was living there, it was 30% per year. Inflation. Yes. Whoa. Imagine you pay $1,000 per month and then next year $1,300. Then next year more and more and more. Mm. So it's really, so they're really happy. See, we can't even, we can't even begin to imagine that sort of stuff in Australia. I mean, we have inflation, but I think it sits at like 3% or something oh, yeah. crazy. And then when know? I was a kid, I have a memory of something really bizarre. I was really kid. So I remember you're going to grab a chocolate in the supermarket. That is one, was not a hell, was before hell. Oh my God. What is it? Cruzeiro? Cruzados? I forgot. Are you allowed to say, oh my God? Oh uh, yeah, it's, uh, you shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. You don't consider that blaspheming? Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah, yeah I could improve that. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love ribbing you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So it was really fun because imagine you are with uh, chocolate, right? Yeah. And that is there, one dollar. Yeah. When you're going to grab a guy arrives behind you and taking another price, two dollars. And you are, no, no. And what? you start running, yeah, because with the inflation went It's gone so quick, it's just. Yes, it was like a tangy, <laughs> so many numbers you are, no, like this. As, you, as you're in the checkout, oh, sorry, that's now four, what? That was uh, crazy. So. Decided to move to Australia. I came in first place to study English. Uh, and you came straight to Byron Bay? No, I was in Brisbane. Yeah. I moved to Brisbane. My cousin was in there. My cousin is an industrial engineer and she moved here. She was working as housekeeping as well. She was so happy because she was, she's super qualified, super good in her work. And she worked so many hours in Brazil and the amount of money she was made in there was smaller than she was doing here as housekeeping. Mm. And it's not uh, about the money. It's like, 
okay, you receive a lot of money as I have my cousin, everything, but they feel free when they travel three times per year to Europe, to here, everything. They can walk on the street. Look, we walk on the street, mm. in the bike. And there was, man, I want this be my life, daily life. Mm. No matter what I'm doing for work, um, I came here, I started working as housekeeping, housekeeper, uh, once I arrived, and I was so happy. Because can, you, can you do this for me? Yes. Housekeeping. <laughs> I did many times. Want to hear? <laughs> yes, oh I want to hear. Oh my god! I want to hear it. Go. Let's show see. It's very nice. Housekeeping. <laughs> Housekeeping. Daily service. Hello. That's <laughs> oh, cool. And I was, I was laughing all the time that I received one day fifty dollars. Uh, our lady wrote a letter to the manager of the hotel about me. That was a wonderful person. I have to have more housekeepers as me. And she was a French, no, she was studying French. And she liked $50 and asked it to, uh, to take it to my manager. She, wrote, she read this in front of everyone. Oh, I cried, I was mm. like emotional. Because I cleaned her room for one month, about one month, everybody did as well. But Every time I did the best to be perfect, I like to do my best, and no matter what well, I'm we, doing. Well, we just so everyone knows, you're a little bit OCD. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I want to do my best in everything I do. So I and I saw that she was studying French, and I know a little bit French as well. So when I arrived there, I, I wrote a uh, paper, something for her in French, and she was, oh, we start to have a little bit relationship. And then she wrote that, and it was a beautiful letter, and then I was really happy. But I was just only doing my job, and I was really happy because when I arrived, I had the opportunity to work in fashion. I have an interview, everything, because I work as fashion producer as well, like doing the producer for magazines, everything. And they decided, man, I just want to give me the opportunity to do something different, mm. you know? To, yeah, let's see what happens. So be free from that environment that I always have been, everything. So while I was working, I was only working 20 hours per week. It's what is allowed by law. And I was like, okay, I just want to work that. It's really hard as well for the body. You have time to be running, doing, blah, blah. It's not an easy job at all. And I was like, okay, why am I doing housekeeping? I can be listening podcasts and improving my English. I never but one song in Portuguese. I was, no, I can't, uh, um, I need to have an immersion and they use this time for learning. So I was listening about veganism, uh, food consumption. Okay, just a little translation for people Vegan. There. Veganism. <laughs> you don't eat meat. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm vegan. I became vegetarian and was in Argentina, the most carnivorous place in the world. Yeah. It was crazy. So f vegan, five years, vegetarian, 11. And uh, yeah, I was reading everything, mindfulness, yoga, so great stuff. So I think I never grow as much as person as that moment mm, because okay. I was only 24 hours you, studying, yeah, audiobook yeah. and like, you were investing so time into your yes. own growth. And I remember my cousin Beautiful. was working there was, man, don't listen music. These music that she was listening was like, uh, 
talks about uh, bad things about a woman and everything. Yeah. I was, this getting your... It's like, I like big booties. And yeah, I'm for men, this yeah. getting your subconscious, you know, yeah. and you're starting thinking that's okay, the way the guy relate to you mm. and everything. And I, I don't feel great about that. So I'm really careful about the people that I share my time with, what I read. I'd rather be by myself. I did this. I stayed by myself all the time when mm. I was in Brisbane. Many times just at home reading and love read. So I was reading a lot, doing my praxis yoga. And I had a boyfriend at the moment and was all about yoga, yoga. He was one day, Mandia, come on, you just need to go. Just go to India. I was, I need to study. I was, every time we oh, have a I told you to go to India. Yeah, because I was looking about it, yeah. right? Actually, Ayurveda is something that I love, the medicine for India, that I started studying about it. When I was in Brazil, when my grandmother was with cancer, it starts reading a lot and have a book in here about it that I brought this one, Deeper Chopra, yeah. And uh, I start reading about it because um, sugar is the food for the cancer. Mm. And you, you, when you are living, you are with cancer and you having support of the Western medicine, everything, you have to take care of what you eat is really important. Otherwise you'll be feeding the cancer with, so I was trying to change the mindset and the, my family is really big and the, everybody cares a lot. She's the core of my family, my, my grandmother. is a different grandmother from before. It's the one that had uh, nine this, kids. This is your mom's mom. Yes, yep. that uh, my grandfather was killed when she was with eight kids and pregnant with the nine. She had eight kids, pregnant with the ninth, and she, her husband got killed. Yes, how, because how they went to stole his business. He yeah. had a gas station, and yeah. they did. They killed him. And so uh, he was in the gas station, and what, what did they want? Just yeah, the they money. Went shot, he shot as well, but the guy could... Uh, so he pulled a gun. The guy pulled first yes. to stole yes. the business from him, and he, yeah, they cross-shot him, and he, he was... Yeah, so he died. And uh, it was a really difficult life for my grandmother, being with Did 27 she, years old. with 27 kids. Yes. and eight kids and one in the belly. Yes. Did and she, she could raise all. Everybody went to, uh, has their degrees and they're amazing people. All the kids. Yes. And we are a poor family. We come from a poor family. And did she ever um, remarry? Yes. 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 Amazing. The guy was like my my grandfather Ponce. He was amazing guy. Did he have any kids already? Uh, I think he had. I'm not sure. But uh, it'd be like the Brazilian Brady Bunch, wouldn't it? Yeah. But yeah, he was (laughs) with nine kids. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And uh, he was a wonderful person. I wrote poetry for every uh, kids that born and everything. Amazing. Amazing. And uh, he dies years later with. uh, diabetes so for me food was really important and i tried to bring this awareness to my family to let's support please don't give cake everything and was and she was having a conversation with me yes dinia she called me dinia um i think you're right i shared things with her but i felt so sad because if you no no one's in the same page if it's really hard mm. so we went to place and the people offer all the time a cake and was, man, you want to kill her? Cake is like a poison. Mm. It's sugar. Yeah, people, she, people don't like, get it. It's like, please don't mm. kill my grandmother. You're mm. helping that, you know, you're eager. Mm. <laughs> so 
she passed away when I was in here. You've had a lot of death and violence yeah. in your life. Mm. Um, just from the stories you're telling me, I mean, ev everyone, different parts of your family, yeah. just different things that you've experienced. I, I can't even, I can't even fathom that sort of amount of violence and death. Um, I mean, I've had my fair share of stuff happen, but man, it pales in comparison to yeah. the stuff that you've experienced. Mm -hmm. And yet you stay so vivacious and, and, and happy and positive about life. How, how do you, is, do you, do you contribute that? What do you contribute to? Do you, like, is it, do you contribute it to your, your yoga and to God? Uh, is that yes, what, yeah? I have um, really, I have faith. I really, it's hard to explain that. I really feel connection with God mm. because I grew up praying mm. and I have a situation with a lot of dangers before and the um, loss in a place that was really dangerous that I feel that something could happen with me. And I pray hard to help me to get out from this situation and it happens many times. Mm. And I felt like this, there is no way that I cannot believe, no matter what people say. Mm. God for me is really real. Mm. Real. Yeah. And it's part of my life. Mm. Yeah. And, and I do go to church many times. Here I go a little bit, but I have a big connection straight away. Yep. So this and together with yoga, yoga uh, bring me changed me a hundred percent. I was reactive completely. I have no emotional control. All my relationships. You were loud. I am loud a little bit, but <laughs> multiply for 10. <laughs> yes, I have lack of emotional control. All my relationship was damaged because of that. Mm. Like uh, uh, boyfriends, all because of the emotional the same time. lack of emotional control. Yeah, I yep. could not uh, control my emotions. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and always finish the same way because I, I was completely stable, everything. And uh, they love me all. They want to be my we're best friends. They love me as a person. Mm. Today we keep friends, everything. But I was really a bomb. Mm. And uh, for my family, for my mom, we're in the car, I lose control. And I was just, I want to leave, open the car and leave the car mm. because I could not regulate my emotions. Mm. And yoga come to my life to change that. So when I was depression in Argentina to be feeling many times a failure because I was not uh, being good in school. I could be really good and then not. I was in as if I thought in the moment that I didn't deserve being there or something. So um, when you, how I can say, out-sabotage. Self-sabotage. Um, yes, self-sabotage. Yes. Self yes. Yeah, a lot, of, uh, a little bit. Yep. And there was um, in between of that. I was really good uh, as a designer, but I I get depressed being by myself on the corner sometimes. I never ask for help. Mm. I never shared this with my family. Mm. I'd be on the corner of my room crying mm. and try to regulate and something. Once I started doing yoga and I had I adopted a cat that was a a lot of help, help for me, the cat. But once I started doing yoga, bringing so much balance, I could be in the present moment because as a designer, my mind was so much information 
and I, I couldn't stop my thoughts. I was 100% of the time like creative, right? Mm. I was so disconnected from reality that I would be walking on the street. This was super scary for me. I was walking to go to school, right? And one, once I was walking, I lost myself in my mind. Then I was in a place that I didn't know where I was. I stopped in the panic. I was like, where I am? Where I'm going? Where the... yeah, you I didn't recognize. Where you yes, were. Yeah. I was completely disconnected. Yeah. It's the opposite of brings uh, yeah. yoga, meditation, mindfulness. You're in the present moment. You regulate your emotions. I'm not reactive anymore. Mm. Even with my partner, we have a problem. I never react. I ask for a time mm. and go to my place. It can take one day or a few hours. We come back and we talk. Oh, mm. look, this happened. I'm, I'm not happy about this, 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 this. And, and how do you, like obviously speaking about all this today, mm -hmm. how, do, how, does, how does that make you feel? How does it feel to actually tell your story? Uh, to be here sharing this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it, everybody has a difficult story. Everybody's mm -hmm. important. Has a, every life could be a movie, I believe, mm. right? And uh, we have its traumas. I have so, many, so much trauma in our lives, everything. But if someone's listening to this, I think what I would like people to have in mind is life is not about what happened to us but what we decide to do about what happened, mm. right? Mm. So that is people who have their bodies burned, they were raped, uh, army, I, don't, I don't know, they have so much more trauma than myself. Mm. Of course, we don't need to compare. Mm. And in spite of that, they can keep with their lives, keep it happy, inspiring others and achieve things. Mm. And I think it's about that. We shouldn't be looking back my past shouldn't influence in how I can experience my life today. That's why I'm here. I know what's important for me. Mm. I want to raise my kids without having to think about their safety. I want to be able to decide what they want to become, even if they want to be a housekeeper or be a designer or a yoga teacher, a musician or whatever. Here you have uh, this opportunity to mm. be well paid for all jobs that you have. You have contact with the nature. Mm. We go every day to the beach. I appreciate this a lot. To be able to go to the beach every day, walk there, to do my meditation, my practice. Build it. I think yoga builds resilience. Mm. Because as you know, I got pregnant uh, a few weeks ago mm. or a month ago. And uh, I, I was really happy to, was not a planet, but I was really, really happy to be pregnant. I know, I was going to be an uncle. I, yes! was, I was so excited. Oh my God, I was so <laughs> over the moon mm. to be, everything was about that. I started studying yoga for pregnancy, for this, mm. and the reading of the books, share with my family. All my family want to come here to visit me in December. Mm. Everyone, amazing. And then I started bleeding. And I was so scared when the started bleeding, it was just not because we always say, oh, the only thing you can control is yourself. And it's not. Sometimes you even can't. Mm. You can't control. I couldn't control that. Mm. I went to the hospital three times. I was bleeding a lot. And um, what they said is like, um, this can happen and um, we can't help you with anything. You just have to see what will happen. Mm. And it was really 
hard experience emotionally and physically mm. because you you feel I was feeling pregnant already the desires or the aversion of some foods you really can feel difference mm. the hormones are really strong and to have that taken away yes and it's a good feeling start feeling this changing mm. and the hormones start changing I started not feeling aversion and I knew that was happening and uh, Sasha was in the nine. He was like a more try. No, we have to wait until the last minute. Mm. And uh, I did. A, I have been there many times. We have a ultrasound. We couldn't see here the baby, but the guy told me, "Look, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm not training about that. So you have to come back tomorrow. We do an intravaginal uh, ultrasound so we can listen. You put something in my vagina mm. and." Um, you can listen the baby inside and see everything. Okay, and come back the next day. And I remember I was there, closed my eyes, and I was like, please, I just want to listen to the heart. I was just dizzy in my mind all the time, all the time, all the time. After I don't know how many minutes, because it looks like eternity for me, I started crying hard. And the doctor was, oh my God, I'm hurting you. I'm sorry for, no, I just, not listen to the heart, I just want to listen to the heart. Mm. And Sasha came and hugged me and she was, she decided to take away. And we cried there and she was, oh, look at this, doesn't mean that it's not alive. We don't know because can, you, have, you can have less weeks or not. So you still have to come back next week, nice. wait more. And once I was leaving that, and my boss also was pressuring me to come back to work and I was Living this experience for me was the hard experience because I was feeling a mom for the first time. Mm. I never feel like I really want to have a kid. Mm. I was like, yes, yeah, the idea less in two years or something. But when it actually happened, yeah. it was amazing. It changed me 100%. Yeah. I was 100% I was, on the boat. Yeah, I was the same with, with my boy. Yeah. I never, I, I was quite happy not being a dad. Yeah. But once you become a dad, wow. it's, it's wow. Yeah, yeah, it's like I cannot change you. Yeah. This happens already. The baby came to change me. Mm. And Sasha as well. We get in the same page. We are like, oh my God. It was like, and we want to have a kid soon. But yeah, I had this pressure for my work. I was like, and that's why I decided to quit as well later and change career one more time. And uh, yeah, I start, come back to teaching yoga and work as support work with people with disability. But yeah, once I was happened this, I, in Saturday I have, you, you were not in the house, thanks God, because it was not fun to watch. I had like the same pains you have when you have labor. Mm. It can change from woman for woman, and I had lots of pain. I was on the floor. I couldn't even ask for help because it was so much pain. I could talk. I was like sweating. I must faint four times. Sasha had to hug me and put on the bed, and I tried to go to the bedroom. And it was so much contraction in my uterus. I could not. I tried to do poop or pee, and I couldn't mm. stop the contraction. Mm. The pain, lower back, everything. I vomit from pain. And after hours of that, I, yeah, I could see that the, the suck, the, the embryo, it yeah. was released. Oh, I could okay. see yeah. it. So for me, it was really weird that happens. In spite of that, Sasha still had um, some hope. He was, no, maybe it's not that, you mm. don't know. And there was, I know. Okay, you, okay, I know. Mm. I, I knew it. I told you even mm. yeah. before. I have 
we have to do an exam, blood test to confirm another ultrasound to see if it was something inside of me. So it's a long process. And um, it was really painful. And it was really nice to have a group. I was in a group of women, Brazilian, pregnant in Australia. It's about 200 women in yeah. here. There's Maybe. 200 pregnant Brazilian women in Australia. Yeah, and that's in the group. <laughs> oh, just in that group. <laughs> that's just in Byron Bay. <laughs> no, it's uh, everywhere. Yeah, no. But it was amazing because I could really share. I, yeah. It was my open space because I, I didn't know anyone. People don't talk about that. Mm. I think it's so important to it's talk important, about it yeah. because I was like, okay, I don't know what to do. I didn't know what to expect, what was going to happen because even the doctors, they are like, oh, I don't want to tell that you're going to lose the baby. You don't want to hear that when you're there. Mm. You have, want to have hope. So I'm not prepared to what to expect the process, the mm. pain, everything. And um, I share my story in the end of the group. And many of these women wrote to me in private and they said, look, this happened with me. And there is uh, one friend of mine, she is a yogi as well. And she's pregnant again. She, lost her first pregnancy and she was look dear don't go to work you don't want to be there because i went while this was happening and starting bleed a lot losing the baby in there and the the pad was not enough i bleed in front of everyone and i started to have the cramps everything was so traumatic i we have to call people to take me from there you stay home you need to stay home and i had the certificate tell me to stay home so I was like, I don't want to be anywhere. I don't care about anything. Mm. I just want to keep the baby alive if I could. And um, yeah, it was really painful. We're still recovering as a loss and the grieving a little bit, but I feel really good. Mm. And I believe it's because yoga, because yoga brings, builds our resilience. That's this capacity of recover ourselves fast from traumatic stuff mm. from what happens in our lives and the thing is is really important it's really important to don't spend the money of my life for two years grieving or it's important to grieve of course mm. it's really important but to don't grieve. don't don't prolong it don't do it more than what yeah necessary. respect uh, yourself but of course mm. if you have your practice you you practice mindfulness every day meditation everything once things like that happens you can overcome in different ways mm. with someone that don't. Mm. We can see this now in coronavirus situation, for example. Mm. People who practice yoga, meditation, everything, they know how to be alone with themselves. Mm. They used to meditate, to listen to their own thoughts. And uh, this changes the way that you live in this environment. Mm. It's a tool. Mm. And uh, I think now they are teaching more in schools I think it's super important to teach how to be alone with yourself mm, and have absolutely. a healthy relationship with yourself, mm. with your thoughts and everything, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm really thankful. My, we were talking, we were talking with my sister about it, and she was, man, and I will always be thankful to you and to you to present me in the most difficult moment from my life. Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it just... Uh, me as an auntie, I, I, I have so much pain and uh, I remember when I saw in her eyes, my sister was like looking at Cher, was empty, like dead after my nephew dies, right? Mm. Like uh, so much pain. 
and uh, listen this from her is amazing. That's why I want to share yoga. I think mm. it's so important. Like it can really change your brain connections, can really improve your immune system, can really change your life, your mm. body, mind, soul. Well, I thank you for sharing your story. <coughs> I got a bit of a fog in my throat. <laughs> I thank your you. Your sexy voice. <laughs> I got my sexy <laughs> DJ voice on. I don't know why my voice is doing this. <laughs> but thank you for sharing your story. It's been so amazing. And um, I just loved it. It was great talking to you. Yeah, it was amazing to share. Thank you. <laughs> this has been another episode of the Bold and the Beautiful podcast. Dave Ella has left the building.